Hey guys, welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. Today is October 8th, and the Jaguars are 2-3. and three. Fun stuff, back below 500. Uh, we got lots to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Jaguars-Panthers game, recap that a little bit, look ahead to the Saints and Jaguars, do a little half-empty, half-full, and a little bit around the NFL. Um, Bentley, how you doing today, man? Oh, man, uh, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I was actually really... Uh worried about you i think we were we were about to have a real drunken jaguar episode after that crucial blow on sunday are you recovering from the loss dude i was i was so upset i was so hurt i don't even know why it's like why am i so sad i was like i can't do it today i need i need time to let it soak in let the l soak process in. before we can record a pod- podcast huh? for sure um so today i'm here and we're going to start with a little bit around the NFL, not jump straight into the Jaguars. Yeah, um, definitely. No, we definitely want to expand the conversation to football as a greater whole. A lot of podcasts this week are starting off with that. Hey, man, Jaguars defense is still letting us down. We've got some nice bright sides on offense, but I want to kind of shift focus to um, the greater NFL at the moment. So if, whenever you're ready. Let's do it. Let's uh, start I'm with ready. some trivia. Yeah. All right. Total offense yards per game. A, the San Francisco 49ers, B, the Los Angeles Rams, C, the Dallas Cowboys, or D, the Kansas City Chiefs? I think I'm going to go with Dallas. I think it might be Dallas. I know they struggled against the Packers, but they did end up having a lot of total, total yards at the end of it. So, Dallas? Yep. You you got it. Final answer. That's it. Bam! <laughs> with 452.8 yards per game, they are ahead of the Chiefs. Who were at 444. And they struggled, the um, Chiefs. I don't know if you watched Sunday night, but... Oh, man. Yeah, what's your take on Mahomes? And uh looked like he was working through some pain there, too. Yeah, do you remember uh, the Jaguars game week one? I think he like hurt mm-hmm. his ankle a little bit, and I think it's been lingering since then. So mm-hmm. Something to the extent of, I think he was not going to be able to come in, but they called a timeout or something. It was... Yeah, they're they're missing a lot of pieces, but I mean... Mahomes looked human for once. <laughs> yeah. People think they have like the game plan on yeah. him. I don't believe it, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, so let's uh, flip it to the other side of the field. How about right. total defense and yards per game? And just as a clarification, this is you know the the lowest average of yards allowed per game defense. Is it A, again, the San Francisco 49ers, B, the Minnesota Vikings, C, the Jacksonville Jaguars, or D, the New England Patriots. Well, I hope it's not the Jaguars. Well, I mean, I do hope it is, but I know it's not. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. Yep, 238 yards a game. Um, the nearest contender is the 49ers on that. They're at 257 right now. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Two for two. The, Bam. The Buffalo Bills, um, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Chicago Bears round up that list. Yeah, I had a feeling Buffalo was somewhere around there too. So um, I'm going to give you... Mm, let's see. Five seconds to name the remaining undefeated teams in the NFL. No, oh, come on. It's the Niners and the Patriots. All right. You got it. That uh, one I know. Can you, in another, let's say, 10 seconds, mention the teams that haven't won a game yet? Um, I know the Bengals haven't won. Are they the only team? I think they're the only team. We'll go with them. Jets. The Jets, Ooh. too. Bengals and Jets. Jets. Yet one more. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, two more, and one of them made fairly big news yesterday by firing. Oh, right, right. The Redskins 
And Miami. Uh, how did I forget about Miami? Tanking, tanking for the future victory. I guess Miami, I didn't really even consider an NFL team, you know? I want to give you some space here to tell us about some NFL narratives that you've found to be the most interesting this year. Um, I mean, of course, we have the, there's several things to choose from here. We've got the holdouts. We've got a lot of quarterbacks going down. Um, one of the teams, uh, the Saints, the Jaguars, are going to be playing soon. The Steelers, who's, uh, uh, who's second-string quarterback coming in for Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph went down in a, in a that scary— That was brutal, man. Uh, oh, man, that was scary. —on Sunday. A lot of other backups um, making news. Obviously, we've got Minshew. Um, we've got Jacoby Brissett with the Colts. So, yeah, I mean, what's, what, are, what are you thinking? What are you seeing as some of the most exciting or interesting stories of the year so far? Well, let's start here. Um, you mentioned holdouts, and Melvin Gordon came back uh, this week, mm-hmm. played against the Broncos, and he, I mean, he didn't play that much, but he did not look that great. And just like last year, it looks like they're very comfortable letting Eckler play as much as he can because he's extremely productive. He had 15 catches on Sunday. He didn't have many yards. Oh. I think he had 80 yards. A lot of it was at the end of the game. But 15 catches for mm-hmm. a running back. Isn't that nuts? Whoa. Wow. And they were talking about, you know, how Melvin, it's kind of embarrassing that he held out and then he, like, came back, but he didn't actually get anything. You know, like, they, they didn't pay mm-hmm. him. He just came back to the team, which I don't look, look down on him for that because he wanted to come help his team. But it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty interesting, like the value of running backs, he's just, or just the value of any player, which puts me to quarterback. You know, we're seeing so many backups. Nick Foles is out. We got Gardner in, and then Teddy Bridgewater's playing. Who else? There's a ton of them. Jacoby, of course. Um, I've always thought Jacoby Brissett's a pretty good quarterback, and I think he's proven it too. He's got the right pieces around him, and they're they're doing a pretty good job over there. Yeah, I think, didn't Jalen call him, like, the real deal back in uh, 2017? Who's that, Jacoby? I think he had some good words for him, uh, for Jacoby. Oh, I I must have missed that. I remember in 2017, they had a game, though. I'm pretty sure Jalen picked him off twice. Uh, hmm. Yeah, this reminds me a lot. I mean, I know we're not jumping in the game quite yet, but, uh, you know, Miles Jack as well, who didn't, who chose not to hold, I mean, he didn't hold out in the offseason or anything. We had, you know, Yannick Ngakwe. We've had, uh, obviously, a lot of drama with Jalen as well um, both looking for big time contracts um but miles was signed in that one you know one of the criticisms is sort of like now now are people being harder on him for for underperforming right well since we're talking about it let's let's talk jalen right yeah let's address it yeah let's do what it. do you think about the picture there's a lot of like outcry you know on the internet yeah about jalen <laughs> hanging out with deshaun watson like how do you feel about that <laughs> the, i i i know this sounds kind of maybe off topic, but all of this reminds me of my own dealings with my boss teaching at a university in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> you know, little sort of like passive aggressive actions on everybody's side. And, you know, I guess it reminds you of any place you might work, right? Like dealing with someone that this tension of you don't really want to work for the person you're working for, but you really want to do the thing you're doing for your job. And uh, I can really sense a, a, a personal disgruntlement on Jalen's side, to the extent that like the publishing of this photo is kind of like a it's kind of a crafty move. See, oh, see what they'll think now. You know, I'll show them. 
And I, I think it's not as clear cut as we like to think sometimes in terms of, okay, he's, you know, he's pissed off and wants to leave or, or the Jaguars, you know, are going to offer more money to stay and that'll solve things or whatever. Cause there's a lot of complicated relationships. When you get down to the personal level, you know, this guy's got a reputation um, in the locker room with his teammates. Uh, there's a high degree of respect for this player um, around the, the team, uh, around the organization of the Jaguars, um, around the fan base as well. And it just, I think it makes things a bit muddier than rather than clear. But what I'm wondering right now, I'm a little afraid of, is that we are going to go down the like the Jadivion clowning route and, and lose clout um, in a potential trade with Jalen if that is a, an inevitable fate. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I honestly didn't look too deep into the Deshaun picture. Mm. I, I tweeted out like, oh, so he's not allowed to like hang out with his people anymore, you know? I mean, <laughs> you know, his agent, obviously they're yeah. probably pretty close. And I know him and Deshaun are pretty close. If he was supposed to be in Houston, he, you know, he's not allowed to hang out with this friend. Yeah. I don't know, something like that. I, I understand that it might be, you know, a little attack that, Jalen took but it's not like Jalen posted the picture either but he knew people would see it of course okay am I an idiot or did the Texans not play like on Sunday afternoon they did they played wait so this was like right after their game this was right after the game they just yeah, sat I down got to watch their game too <laughs> they just so. got back to the house and and watched some more football it this must have been a plan already right like hey we're meeting <laughs> up after the game it wasn't I don't know I don't know it seemed weird it was like right after their game yeah they had a crazy game they they scored fifty on Atlanta. So. Yeah, that was insane. He had um, a perfect passer rating. He, was he like twenty eight of thirty three? Uh, five touchdowns. I was looking. At, I saw some stats they put up. Um, look at the highlights that you know this this put him in that performance alone puts him in this super elite quarterback category. Uh, so yeah. But I always wonder about that. Like, what's it like to drop five touchdowns and no interceptions and and uh, uh, put put out a, an elite performance like that as a superstar and just get into your car and drive home and meet up with your buddy Jalen and watch some more football? <laughs> that that's their life. I mean, you know, you got to realize they are still human. Yeah. So I feel I feel like I feel like my assumption is that everyone that like you know drops like four hundred yards on an opponent or whatever just goes to the nearest like nightclub like pays to open it up uh gets bottle service at a table and just turns the music up even if it's just them with their five friends or something in the afternoon it's all on me tonight <laughs> boys <laughs> so yes yeah, so you didn't think it was that big of a deal there's two two friends hanging out i mean yes and no but i'm just gonna look past it just because you know we're still the jaguars we can't you know, look into one guy too much. Still got to go out and play against the Saints. Of course, it would be great to have him against be, Michael Thomas, right? It looks like it's necessary at this point. We're going to struggle. Yeah, well, I mean, okay, so here's, I think on we have a, on the Jalen commentary, we have sort of a spectrum of, on one end of the spectrum, imagine people are totally, like, all in on Jalen's going to stay and play for the Jaguars and Khan's already intervened and we'll work this out. And then on the other other side of the spectrum get Jalen the hell out of here. This is a, you know, the distraction, as a lot of people have said. Uh, it's it's negative behavior, blah, 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 blah. Um, we've got some who try to remove themselves from the spectrum, <laughs> right? Every time we talk about the Jaguars, we go, hey, we're going to talk about the Jaguars today without talking about Jalen. <laughs> it's kind of like this, <laughs> this right. removal Can't tactic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, I find it, I find it really fascinating. Um, the whole 
accumulation of uh, reasons for Jalen's absence from practice. And then up until, you know, in the last couple of games as well, um, I guess the back issue has been the most prominent one. Gene uh, Fournette uh, notoriously has fallen on this side of, like, Jalen's full of shit. And, you know, he was even questioning whether or not Jalen's partner was pregnant and stuff. I mean, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, I remember that a few weeks ago, Which, for sure. Oh, he got a lot of backlash for too, it, too. As he should. Uh, he should. It's disrespectful and it just... Seems to show kind of a, a sort of a bias in the in the opinion, rather than a, a really openness to to kind of what's to the complexity of what's what's going on. But I am very curious with the back issue. Is this something like you know, like we mentioned with you got a bad relationship with your boss? Well, if you're in a good mood, some things aren't that bad, right? And if you're in a bad mood with a the boss, then everything's like a personal attack and whatever. That hey, you know, Jalen's a trooper. You know, he has you know it's proven, right? He has played through. Some injuries week to week that would have maybe sidelined some other people, um, but but to what extent are we looking at like the end of Jalen's time with the Jaguars right now? Like, is he is there a legal thing? Like, I know he was seeing another specialist outside of the team. Like, is there a point where medical staff could t- could say, hey, yeah, this guy is pretty much clear to play, uh, and that contractually he'll be obliged to go on the field? Or do you think that's that's totally inaccurate? Is he is he actually? like biding his time to play and really, really, really missing being on the field with his teammates? I honestly don't think this is going to be solved anytime soon. I really don't. I Like, I definitely don't think he'll play this week. We haven't even gotten a report. I think we were supposed to get a report last night on his back. I didn't, I didn't catch it. So we'll see, man. We will see. All I know is we, we have a game on Sunday, you know, and we, it's a big game. We got to win. Saints are away from home. That's how you beat them. It's when they're on the road. So, but enough with the Jalen stuff, man. I'm tired of it. It's making me emotional. <laughs> Let's hop to Jack's Panther, shall yeah, we? Let's do it. This is going to make me emotional, yeah. too. You can drink on the show. It's fine. It's in the title. <laughs> uh, so, um,. Last week, I know we've talked about this a couple times, is we we need the Jaguars to score first, right? It's like the first half woes, right? Oh, yeah. The first half for the second week in a row, it was not a good first half, really. Except, you know, we, we scored on with DJ Chark like, on our second drive, but we're always just playing catch-up. We're always playing from mm-hmm. behind. And that's not how you win games in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, definitely so, not. At the same time, we compare to you know previous Jaguars' performances of the past few seasons, where you know getting in a hole meant the end of the game, and we've been competitive, and pretty much every single game this year, uh, maybe with the exception of the Chiefs. So that and that is one of the things that a lot of people are pointing to as a positive from this week is that even with uh, fumbles on potentially game tying or game winning drives. We we've always created a chance for ourselves. So I, I do I do want to say I agree with you in terms of the sentiment of like man it was a sad it was a sad uh, thing to lose on Sunday. I'm gonna go ahead and pop up my can right here. All right, <laughs> but <laughs> but at the same time um, it was a fun game to watch. You know can't take that it was away. Very entertaining for uh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I sense that. I think this, you know, the Chiefs game, it, I, basically we're looking at Minshew with a completion streak. That's what I thought was fascinating, and I thought that would get into the, the narrative for the week, and it sure did. 
I was at a at a bar in Boulder, and the, the bartender looked up at the screen at one point and said, "Minshew two? <laughs> Who the hell is that?" And I went and placed a, 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 a hot wings <laughs> order under the name Minshew two, <laughs> which they call out over the PA system and everything. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, That's check hilarious. out the Dark Horse if you're ever in, in Boulder, but um, uh, sports pub. Yeah, but but by the Texans game that we watched at that that Texans bar in downtown Denver, I mean, phew, wow! You looked at like what seemed to be a kind of a letdown game. The Jaguars were trailing; they weren't able to muster up too much offense, um, and then they still were in the heat of things towards the end. And even though we lost that game literally by inches, it was a lot of fun to watch. And it's something that's like this is a year where we're complaining about. You know, a ton of holding penalties. We're complaining about, uh, you know, extensions of roughing the passer and uh, other contact penalties that seem to be really arbitrary and might be slowing down um, the game while not accomplishing their goal of protecting players. And and there's this feeling week to week that the Jaguars still might be in it even going down two scores. I had that feeling with the Broncos. I had the feeling with the Panthers as well. Um, you know, in this case with the Norwell, I guess we can call this a, a butt fumble itself, <laughs> right? Like kind of back getting thrown into Minshew, who in dramatic fashion, you know, loses the ball, the Panthers take it. Um, for a, he got bullied. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Norwell he got, got dominated. bullied back into his quarterback. That was insane. Was, that was bad. It was insane. At that moment, I felt game's over. I mean, I was literally going to, I was going to, you know, text you then like, hey, what time do you want to meet up for the podcast? And then just kind of, <laughs> kind of like do some, you know, work on my PhD thesis while watching the rest of the game, right? But I'm glad I didn't because it because the Jags were still in it, right? And they weren't just still yeah. in it then. They had what was it? The I guess if you count the first half, there were like three different two minute drill drives for the Jaguars in that game that that had a um, you know potentially impactful role in the outcome. So yeah, fun to watch. Yeah, it was definitely an entertaining game. I'll. I'll say that. And it, it does give you like a feeling of comfort knowing that even when your team is behind, you feel like your team can rally back and you have a quarterback that can take you there, which is what I feel with Gardner, which is, it, it's a good feeling, dude. Oh, definitely. For sure. But it's the turnovers at the end of the day. We're, we just kill ourselves. Holding penalties, well, just penalties in general. And of course, turnovers. But yeah, I mean, you clean that kind of stuff up. At least there's been zero interceptions from Gardner still. So he had like three near interceptions. So, so it was very close. Yep. Very close. But he was also trying to, you know, win the game for us, trying to make plays. So. Yeah. And those don't really count, right? Like the, the, the Hail Mary attempts being picked off, um, you know, on, they may show up as a, as a interception in the stat category, but you really can't hold it against the quarterback for trying to make something happen. Um, you know, in these desperate situations at the end of a game. So, yeah, so we basically got the, the pickoff of uh, Fournette's helmet week one, and then Gardner has been interception-free. Is that right? That's correct. And he's putting up at least 200 yards a game and at least two touchdowns a game. Usually, those are usually going to DJ Chark. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's another person to talk about. I love him. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's so good. Is he the real deal? Is he a real I, receiver one? He's definitely a wide receiver one. That is for sure. Mm. I mean, I've talked about this week after week after week, and now he's just he's just producing too. It's not Didi anymore. And Didi's still a good player too, and it's helpful having two guys and Conley. Conley's actually a really good player too. But DJ Chark is the real deal. That catch where he should have had the touchdown, 
Wow. Incredible. Just incredible. Yeah, he, he's a he's a great uh, deep ball receiver. I know Gardner's not known for the deep ball, mm-hmm. but they're making it work. And obviously, you oh, can they're tell. Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's his, definitely his favorite target. I think he said it in his presser as well that, you know, him and DJ have the chemistry down. So I think it's only up for DJ from here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I really enjoy those deep balls. I think that I, I haven't felt the Jaguars' potential to go deep in as effective a manner as this year for for a long time. Um, I remember in the Mark Brunel days, you know, in like 98, 99, I would watch games waiting to see Jimmy Smith go deep two or three times. There's something so satisfying game. about it. And when it's a legitimate deep threat, it changes the dynamic of the offensive production. Um, when people say, oh, you know, it's, you know, second and whatever, second and five or something, second and short, let's let's try a deep shot at the end zone. This year, I feel, hell yeah, let's try a deep shot at the end zone because there seems to be like a 60% chance it'll wind up in DJ Chark's hands in the corner of the end zone at the end of that play. In the past, it'd be like, oh, it's another, you know, wasted, wasted down whether it was Bortles or Chad Henney or whomever. So that's been very exciting. What do you think about that particular play you mentioned? Um, DJ Chark should have had his third receiving touchdown of the game. Um, he basically caught the ball uh, on, a, on a long throw, uh, appeared to, as I say, make a football move. He definitely did. This all reminds me of the, the Des Bryant <laughs> catch with the Cowboys against the Packers back in, when it was that, 2014 or something. Um, makes a football move, but the ball seemed to be pretty quickly going out of his hands, uh, out of bounds. I, when I watched it, I thought he had scored a touchdown because uh, it seemed that that the the ball in his possession had crossed the plane of the end zone before being knocked out or knocked out of bounds. Um, but I guess the ruling was different, that he was down just a few inches before that what was your take on yeah that? honestly well i didn't have the volume on because you know i was at the bar or whatever so i didn't know what like the rules analyst or whatever was saying but i i yeah. thought it was a touchdown too it was an incredible catch for one and he reached it over but either way mm-hmm. i think they got the call right you know if he's at the one he's at the one we scored the touchdown either way should have been a touchdown oh well it's mm-hmm. still a great catch on the back shoulder incredible he is his ball skills are just crazy oh it's insane They're i mean this crazy. is this is evocative of uh randy moss um i just mentioned you know des bryant um in his prime would have been a good comparison um the sort of tall receiver able to you know make some really decisive plays on these 50 50 balls just really increases your confidence in the offense as a whole and and adds that threat like you know hey when in doubt let's let's put the ball up there and and you know probably something will happen and gardner is going to trust you now you you gain your quarterback's trust and all that as well absolutely Uh, while we're on the subject of of deep balls being called or officiated in a way that we didn't agree with um you know fast forward a little bit towards the end of the game here um on our final drive we had this really heartbreaking sequence of Jaguars attempt to at the end zone, uh, penalties called, they get another play. Attempting at the end zone, penalties called, <laughs> get another play. Um, one of those, um, I think Doug Marone was going crazy about saying that was it Chris it Conley? Was the Chris Conley had yep. Mm-hmm. It looked like he had he had gone, he was in the you know back of the end zone, 
it looked like he was hauling the ball in. I can't remember if the if he actually it looked like he you know he had made the catch but was but just landed out of bounds or if he didn't uh, make it didn't maintain possession in any way. But uh, Marone was asking for a pass interference call, and on review there were three defenders around Conley, one of them clearly holding his arm at the sort of the inside of the elbow. He joint. was holding his hands down for um, sure. Oh, in his hands? Yeah, or yeah. his hands or one of his uh, arms. Up, it definitely looked like a pass interference for sure. Up until the point of him jumping to receive the ball. I mean, this is this is even just getting to the ball. He had visibly re- held Conley back. And then even jumping, I think he was still making contact. He may not have been, you know, he may not have been able to hold him down at that point. But, yeah, it seemed pretty blatant. And I, I had audio on. I was watching, uh, watching at home um, on my PlayStation like a freaking loser. But, <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> no, this is the the PhD way. You know, in commercial breaks, you, you turn in, turn around, write a paragraph. But yeah, no, um, yeah, it looked pretty obvious. And then the you know, as as the you know, the announcers describe it, it they're like, oh yeah, nothing really there to talk about. Oh, is that what so, they said? I, I didn't know. hear because I didn't yeah. hear. Wow, I, I, I found it very interesting to be a, a obviously a game changing play had it been called, and the idea that pass interference um you know shouldn't be taken lightly at the end of the game you can't challenge it now because i guess we're under was it two minutes or something but it, it did seem something like that man they would have benefited from a quick replay review right and i think didn't wait wait did, <laughs> is this when is this when the panthers called timeout anyway am i mistaken uh i don't think so Okay. Okay. I'm not, I'm yeah, not sure. It was a situation that was kind of like. Yeah. Okay. But I'm. Um, yeah. It's it's kind of weird though. Well, have you noticed like all these pass interference that have been challenged have been they've really like stood with the ruling on the field. So do you actually think if if it could have been challenged, it would have been overturned and they would have gave us a pass interference, putting us at the one? Because I doubt it. Oh yeah. Oh, um, in terms of the gravity of the decision, and it, yeah, it would have been like a major, you know, conclusive evidence. Or whatever. Exactly. Um. But I, I think it was. I mean, I was, I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, this seems to be a very obvious pass. Interview. The guy's holding him down. Like, his hand is inside his elbow joint, for lack of a better description. Uh, I, I thought it was. I thought it would have been a game-changing uh, pass interference call. Yeah. Whether or not they would do it for, like, you know, political reasons, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it would have been overturned. But that's actually interesting, though, the whole pass interference thing, because if you can't challenge yeah. it at the end of games— a lot of that stuff happens at the end of games, you know, when it actually matters. So something mm-hmm. to look at going forward. Yeah. And do you think, how do you think that the NFL's versus the coaches have responded to that this year? Um, in your opinion, are they, are they challenging uh, pass interference calls at the rate you thought they would? Has it affected the way that they, they look at pass interference? Do you think it's changed the way that the penalty has been called in the game? They are challenging it. I've seen, I saw a, two good examples mm-hmm. this Sunday. On Sunday night, I saw T.Y. Hilton get called for like a pick play kind of thing. And Ooh. he literally didn't even do anything. Whoa, he was just standing okay. there. And they stood with the um, call on the field. And I believe the Jason Garrett challenge, you, you saw the video <laughs> of him <laughs> spiking the challenge flag. I believe he was challenging a pass interference on that. Okay. <laughs> and that one stood as well. So, okay. I don't know. It's it's weird. I think it'll get better over the years. I'm glad it's in play, though. You know, it's better than not having it. But it hasn't made much of an impact so far. Okay. Do you think that rule stays? Do you think the way that it's worded this year, do you think that stays for next year? I definitely think it'll stay. But, I mean, 
are they going to overturn any at any point? Because you remember week two, was it the Houston game where Didi, mm-hmm. they, did they call pass interference? I can't remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, something like that. It was one of those and we still didn't get it. So, wow. It's not happening. Um, so, yeah. Let's talk about uh, that guy, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, God. Dude. What the hell? It's not even Christian McCaffrey. What really pissed me yeah. off was when the backup came in and he, you know, took one to the house. Yeah, he's he's like what five five runs for eighty yards or something. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's yeah. so it was embarrassing. This guy was picking up ten yards over. a carry. It was it was bad. Yeah, yeah. you can't. Win. I would say Christian widened the field enough for him to do that too. Definitely right. So so the Jaguars especially their linebackers, this is already working in their psyche, which which definitely helps another person coming on. Kind of like when Raquel Armstead came on against the the Broncos and had a really good day and just a handful of carries. You know, Leonard Fournette had already been running all over them, right? So it reminded me of that. Yeah. It, either way, it was embarrassing, and that was really the backbreaker, even though we got the ball back and yeah. this and that. Yeah. But that's that's why we lost, obviously. You know, they were just gashing us. It was it was bad, but you know the whole gap control thing and your assignments. I saw, um, I think it was Ronnie Harrison just um, cheat up, and then there was no one back at safety, and Christian just took it to the house. Even setting a tone early. I mean, I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that replay of McCaffrey turning the corner, and Trey Herndon comes to tackle him, uh, goes down below, and McCaffrey's already airborne, gets flipped, lands on his back in the end zone. And Trey Herndon runs into, was it Quincy Williams? I can't remember who yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I think it was. <laughs> um, just like total confusion. I was like, shit, look at the Jaguars newbies getting embarrassed. But I got I to gotta admit ignorance. I mean, I know I know McCaffrey's stats. I hadn't watched him play. Oh, yeah. Um, except for brief moments, maybe, right, in like the last year or so. So to see him come out and give this sort of uh, superhuman performance, ironic term given that cam newton superman is on that team but not playing um was uh yeah it was it was it was humbling he's definitely the real deal you know he's uh from here as well right i assume you know that no well you know he's uh ed mccaffrey he used to play for the bronco longtime bronco so christian went to high school here like people around here knew about him effing kidding they're related oh yes that's his that's son he has like three sons he's got one that's uh quarterback in michigan yeah, um, everyone in Denver and stuff, they knew about him in high school. They knew about him in college. So it's, it wasn't too surprising for me. I oh, knew wow. I knew how good he was, but still. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. A little fun fact for you, huh? That's I great. actually saw that. Um, so I think they were talking about 2017, three running backs from Colorado who are all playing pretty well. It's McCaffrey, Eckler, and Philip Lindsay. So that's pretty cool, too. Okay. All from here. Good stuff. Wow. Good stuff and bad for the Jaguars last week. Oh, man. That was ugly. I have, oh, I can't even talk about the whole running thing. I was sick to my stomach watching him break out big runs. Uh, How do you feel about um, Miles Jack's reaction to that? You know, I knew he participated in a press conference after the game. Um, was kind of taking blame himself. Um, what, do you, what do you think is the appropriate response at this point? For the Jaguars' defense, particularly particularly the linebackers. I mean, you can say whatever you want, right? You know, Quincy Williams got pulled, by the way. I'm pretty sure. Because he was struggling, wow. too. But 
really, you can say whatever you want. You can put the blame on yourself or whatever, but I mean, you got to go out there and show it, you know? Yeah. So, cause miles has said that more than once, you know, it's on me. It's on me. Okay. Well you got to fix it, man. Mm -hmm. You got to make the place. And he could not cover Christian. And he even mentioned, he said, Christian's mm -hmm. fast as shit. And when he's in the open field, it's, it's a wrap, <laughs> which I can't blame him for that. Like, yeah. You can't expect him to cover Christian one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. But the only really impressive Dow, uh, uh, defensive play by the Jaguars that I found um, in that you know second half was that stop on fourth down. Oh, it was incredible. McCaffrey's been burning us the whole time. Um, tries to go around the left side, and I think it was Avery Jones. I don't know if you know, it was Marcel Darius was with him. Yeah, no, Avery was definitely on that play. That was a huge stop, game changing. Mm, mm. I, you know, yeah, that seemed to be a momentum swinger, and you know, certainly gave us some momentum for sure. But yeah, that was that was an impressive stop. But even that stop doesn't justify <laughs> the other oh, no. uh, yeah. damage that was for done. sure. Um, one last thing I want to touch on in this game is I've noticed a lot of. Sure. Uh, defenders are going low on Gardner and it's pissing him off. I've, no, I've noticed oh, a lot. Yeah. It's happening because it happened a lot yeah. in Denver and then it happened a lot in the beginning of the game. And he was looking for yeah. flags. I found it to be dirty. Me yeah. too. I, I I thought it was like, you know, again, it's one of those things, holding calls and then, but then also like unnecessarily violent attacks in an attempt to injure a player. That these are things that are turning me off from watching these games sometimes, uh, I, and I was surprised that that Gardner was not getting uh, more roughing the passer calls, and I think that those calls earlier on in the game would have helped uh, protect him a bit more. Um, it's just not fair, right? And you can just you can just imagine one of those resulting in you know kind of a I don't know a torn ACL or something. Exactly. Um, you know, just you know, O'Shaughnessy went down with a torn ACL in the game too, which is really really sad. Because um, he'd been producing quite a bit this year, so yeah. So I mean, can you imagine what if what if Gardner had gone? I mean, Nick Foles went down in a roughing the passer situation. Exactly. Um, what if Gardner gets something low and and then goes down? Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be much to if root for. If that's that a different point. quarterback, do they get the call? Probably, right? Rogers, Brady. I, I don't know. I I, I I mean I don't I don't want to like you know have the conspiracy theories or anything here, but I'm just surprised the refs weren't calling it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I think they will next time from like a human level. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they've been able to look at tape and and there's sort of like a you know improved memorandum out here. I was mostly disappointed in the Panthers defenders uh, doing that right, and they're doing this in kind of like a a sly way. I mean. It, it, it's something that years ago would have been a fairly normal hit on a quarterback, and they're really yeah, they were going for it. Boundary here. Um, yeah. Hey, speaking yeah. of Sly, that guy kept us in the game too. He was missing kicks left and right. <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, also, did they <laughs> didn't CBS put up his graphic <laughs> instead of Josh Lambeau on Josh Lambeau's first? I kick? pointed straight at the TV. And it was, I was like, like, "What the hell is going on? That's I, not Josh." Oh, I tried to screenshot that shit. I'm, unfortunately, I don't have my old international game pass subscription where i can just rewind the game but it looked like josh had just returned from a military tour that was um, a funny picture yeah it was, that was funny it was I, I didn't even know who it was hilarious. i didn't know it was the panthers kicker it's like the anti-josh <laughs> i didn't realize until later when I, I think the same the same graphic went up right I'm pretty sure but it seemed like they they were either trolling josh or i don't know anyway weird all right 
Uh, uh, let's move up. Some unpaid intern got fired somewhere, <laughs> and they're going to sue because they're unpaid to begin with. And then, you know, hopefully it results in progress. Or Everyone makes mistakes, so it happens. It happens. So before we uh, wrap today, we have another game to look forward to. Yep. Uh, I'll be watching this one from from Dallas, actually. Yeah, wedding season, huh? Um, wedding season, yes. I am heading to Dallas for my uncle's wedding and it is the uh it's the the mexican and iranian sides of Ooh. families combining for what should be an awesome awesome time and hopefully i will be awake and not entirely uh dehydrated yeah um on sunday to watch the game versus the saints how are you thinking the saints are looking so far um, pretty good, and I just want to thank you for inviting me as a plus one to the wedding. I'm really looking forward to going to Dallas and attending the wedding. It's gonna be a good time, man. Um, if you if you saw who my plus one is, uh, you would take that phrase back out of uh, out of sheer humility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but the Saints. But next time, next next, next time. time, yeah, I'm holding you to that. So the Saints, we know uh, Drew Brees is out, Teddy Bridgewater's in. He's been playing well. He doesn't really take shots down Teddy the field, B. though. Blast from the I'm past. I'm actually not a big fan of him. Yeah. I don't. I think he's a good okay. guy, but I don't think he's that great. He was in the whole Blake Derek Carr class, so I guess he's mm-hmm. panning out, kind of. But he's been a backup for most of his career. The issue is going to mm-hmm. be Alvin Kamara, isn't it? We just got killed oh, by yeah. McCaffrey, and now here comes the same kind of back. <sighs> doesn't bode well. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be ugly. And then Michael Thomas, you know, we don't have Jalen, so that's not good. And he finally had his breakout game this last week, too. He had mm-hmm. like 160, mm-hmm. 180 yards, a couple touchdowns. He he took off. So um, that's that's yeah. really all. Um, one thing I'm really looking forward to probably like the most is if Marshawn Lattimore, who a lot of people consider the best cornerback in the league from Ohio State, mm-hmm him against dj chark if he covers dj chark i want to see how dj chark does mm-hmm. against you know how he reacts uh, to that in a lead corner one of the best corners in the game how's he gonna play i'm excited to see him yeah i mean uh i guess you know thomas and chark put up kind of similar numbers yeah they last did. Week. um he had a couple touchdowns himself and uh uh do you think that we're going to be able to get to teddy bridgewater do you think that saxonville will be back to stay or we um, are we still kind of lacking confidence? In that we area? need it. The four-man rush isn't really getting there, obviously. Y- Yannick had a nice play last week, but they mm-hmm. couldn't recover the fumble. Mm-hmm. But we got to get there, and we know that. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, we, we have to protect the football because if you're going to turn the ball over against good teams, you're really going to really lose, you know. But mm-hmm. I, I think the, there will be a big emphasis on it this week, you know, turning over, taking care of the ball. I know they did the same thing last year made a huge emphasis on taking yeah. care of the ball so can we work on norwell's uh butt eye coordination during the week is there is there like a dude <laughs> a th- uh, i don't know physical therapy that can help with that or something? gardner doesn't <laughs> trust him either just sitting in there he, he I literally I watched him get bullied just pushed back into his quarterback <laughs> that should not be happening and they got some good pass oh, rushers man. over there they have a good d-line so i honestly do not think this is a game we will win Whoa, really? I do not. You're predicting a Jaguars loss at home? I am. Wow. For sure. I I think Bridgewater's mm-hmm. playing well enough. We can't stop the run. 
they have weapons on offense and they have a solid defense and they're hot right now i i think they beat us mm. by two scores wow. yep not too happy i'm not school. happy with our performance last week yeah keep your expectations low so you're not you're not let down you can only it's only up from there that's what i'm doing pretty much i still hope we went but yeah, I mean, you know, if we can get, if I think back to reverting to old Jaguars style or a la 2017, if we do score early by just happenstance, it really increases our chances of winning, of holding on. Um, and it'd be interesting to see, is that is that still kind of a reality for us? Like, do we have to score early for our defense to really hunker down and, and prevent additional damage? Um, it, it seems like we're, we're just not starting the game serious enough um you know maybe it's a time old topic but there's been criticism of how the defense was or was not prepared to face christian mccaffrey didn't look week. like it i i don't know how often you hear a storyline anticipating a game the whole week saying well you got to contain this player <laughs> well you may not know how what he's capable of but he's a superstar He's entering the MVP. Blah, blah. He can do it all. He can catch and run. He can burn you for what? And then, like, all those things come true. They literally all happened. <laughs> dramatic Everything fashion. happened. <laughs> I thought we were going to hold him down, too. So I, I don't know. Like, you know, Tampa held know. him. I don't know. But. You know, and I hope, I hope, hey, you know, if if Jalen does wind up coming back for one of these games soon, I man, I, I hope that is. Maybe we do see a difference in, in Jalen uh, uh, having an effect on the field. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a trickle down uh, economic situation <laughs> in the defensive backfield being able to shut down receivers and you know that encourages the defensive line to do its thing. And then linebackers don't have as many running backs uh, breaking through the line to begin with, so they get to conserve some energy and they actually can run down the running backs in the midfield. I don't know. I don't know. So we'll, we'll we've got a lot a lot of questions. Uh, unanswered on the defensive end and it'll be interesting to see how this, this works is going to tell us a lot Sunday. about the jaguars defense for sure and even offense because they're the saints are good on both sides of the ball so we'll see who we mm-hmm. are for sure on sunday yeah so we'll see um quickly do you want to do uh half empty half full real quick yeah let's do All it right. let's hear the half empty half full what are we starting well, with is the glass empty or is here it is a negative shocker our run defense it's like a couple years ago when the run defense was just getting just gashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. And we don't want that to happen again. I mean, yeah. Derrick Henry, we contained him this year, and he was a guy that had a lot of success against us. So we'll see. Kamara, though, we know how Kamara is. He's just like Christian McCaffrey. He's a shifty back. He's a good pass catcher. You know, he's hard to, he's hard to tackle. So he's going to have a 100-yard mm-hmm. game for sure. Let's just uh, – Check that off the list. Um, wow. How about a positive? We have- uh, not a vote of confidence there. <laughs> yeah. What about your half full? Jesus Christ. Think about also ways to make this like Jaguar specific, like half Conley, half Foles <laughs> or something. I don't know. What's, uh, what's your, what's your Foles? What's your, what's your positive? Uh, I was going to go with uh, Leonard Fournette's leadership, hearing him after the game. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm liking what I'm hearing from him. He sounds positive. He sounds like, you know, like a grown up. He sounds mature. It's not Leonard. I'm gonna oh, get up definitely. in everyone's face and blah 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 chit chat. You know, he's still a competitor, but he's very mature. He's calm. He he thinks the locker room is like you know they're very tight. So I like what I'm hearing out of Leonard, and it's making me you know not dislike him 
as much, even when he has bad games, you know? Oh, man. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. He's, I mean, this is a thing. It's a Jalen steal right now. I think they're not, they're not unrelated. It's young, passionate person, not always happy with the boss, right? Not always happy with the way things are going. But how do how do they react? And um, you know, it's totally human to have moments of breakdown and a lack of confidence or cynicism or whatever. And Fournette was definitely in the cynical category last year, and he's coming out with a, a pretty different attitude this year. Um, I, I love how people saw him confront Cam Robinson uh, at the end of that Broncos game when we almost we almost got knocked out of field goal range because of penalties. And, and interpret that not as him being bitchy or, you know, aggressive or whatever towards his fellow teammate, like, a, like an immature player, but actually to understand that as a sign of growth and, and awareness, like knowing, knowing that all these things affect uh, how the, the outcome of the football game. Exactly. So I, I agree with you. I like the way he's carrying himself. You know, I know he's got his, like, clothing line and shit, but <laughs> you know what? You can wear your shirt. You can wear your, your shirt just give us some, you know, professional football uh, leadership, and <laughs> hey, and, you, and your clothing sales will will go up regardless, <laughs> right? So, I'm digging it. I'm For digging sure. it. Go buy me a shirt. And, and he's playing well too, so can't can't forget that his yeah. um, blocking uh, that that play I mean, um, where he makes that block for Gardner. I don't know if you remember that early in uh-huh. the early in the game. He basically they pulled the play action. He pulled it early. And Leonard just takes out the pass rusher who's going to kill Minshew. And Minshew got up, pointed right at Fournette, had some nice words for him. <laughs> oh, yeah. gorgeous. I love that. That's that good stuff. Um, got one, yeah, one more positive it. we can end on this. Um, I, I think you yeah. can agree to this. When we talked about this earlier, it is very comforting knowing that we can compete in games and the ability to mm-hmm. come back in football games where it's not just, well, we're going to keep punting it and then to stay down three possessions, you know, we're aggressive. Totally different yep. outlook. Minshew's yeah. taking shots. Different level of confidence. And I, I know Gardner tries to do too much sometimes, but I'll take it. Oh, yeah. The too much is great. It's not too much by any means. It's, uh, you know, we're creating, we're taking risks. You have to take risks to, to succeed. And we're doing it. Um, and and uh, so far, I've got zero complaints with the offensive coordinator, uh, John DeFilippo out Love there. Him. I think that we ha- we finally have seen a change in the offense. It's kind of proving me wrong. I was wondering if you know our firing of uh, Nathaniel Hackett last year was more of a scapegoat move to kind of preserve Bortles for another few games or what exactly was going on. But um, but in retrospect now, it, it is it is nice to have uh, a, a new energy, a new level of confidence injected into the into the game which is backed up by successful risk-taking, right? Like, so literally taking deeper shots down the field, like, you know, uh, harder throws in the corner, uh, more 50-50 balls, um, even in the, the run game, um, a few more creative ways to change things up, uh, a, a smart use of play action, um, all this stuff that elevates us from a team that, that used to be, you know, run, run, desperate pass, run, right. run, desperate pass, punt i love the play calling uh, dude in the last couple i've years, been so. loving the play calling yeah. can't complain about that at all he's done yeah. a great job for sure i'm still fantasizing over that Minshew double fake we saw in denver where he like i don't know if that ear that little ear hole in the side of that helmet if he's got another eye right there or something <laughs> but just to, to to fake this way fake that way these little 90 degree 180 degree spin turns 
and then find O'Shaughnessy over the top for that touchdown was insane. That was a great play. Just so We're going to miss him. He was so starting to play fun. really well, too, O'Shaughnessy. I know. Way above ex- yeah, expectation. He's, he's a, he's a storyline right there. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. That we're going to miss now. Yeah. Um, we anyway, get Josh Oliver back, though. So, ACL surgery. Jesus. Christ. I mean, I don't know. Maybe Kevin Durant comes back from his ACL and can play for us for a little bit. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah, I think he's a little too, too, too light. The ACL club. Yeah. He is a little light. Hey, but hey, I think Kevin Durant on those 50-50 balls, woo! That's a big guy, man. That is a big human. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Hopefully we get the tight end situation figured out. I don't know what the hell That's we're going to do. I know. Uh, it might factor into our Jalen trade, you know, God forbid. Oh, yeah. Try to force you know, it for a tight end. I don't think. Don't, yeah, we don't force anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. Definitely. Yeah. I hope we don't. We don't need a tight end that bad. Seriously. Hmm. All right. That's all we got, man. Well, thanks a bunch. Yeah, I'm on the way to the airport. I'm going to be over in your neck of the You're already driving? Kind of. Driving and talking? Not, well, <laughs> no, no, that would be very, that's some next level podcast. <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was good having you once again. Enjoy the wedding this weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun, I'm sure. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah. And then I guess we're going to catch up next week and do this again, and hopefully we will be 500, which I don't think, <laughs> but we'll see. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. Never going to give up hope. Never going to give up hope. All right, man. I, oh, I need to shave my beard and leave the mustache before the wedding. I forgot oh, you're, you're doing the mustache thing? I was thinking about it, but now we lost. Maybe if we make the playoffs, something like Is, that, you know? Do you think black tie optional includes bandana as a possibility? People would look at you kind of funny, huh? If you pulled up in a bandana. Yeah. Bandana, bandana optional. That'd be a good look for you. You should try it out. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. Those are, those are very kind words. All right. Alrighty. All right. Catch you next week. Sounds good. Go Jaguars. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Go Jaguars. Rawr.